I'm Sarah Leach, and this is from the newsroom, the semi-regular podcast from the Holland Sentinel. And today I am joined with public safety reporter Audra Gamble. Hello, Audra. Hi, Sarah. Uh, This week, Audra is working on a story about a murder that took place in 2016 that has a lot of interesting things that are happening currently. Um, Audra, why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about Rosemary Riley? Sure. Um, So Rosemary Riley was a student at Grand Valley State University. Um, And in 2016, she was in a relationship with a guy that she knew from high school. They had been dating for a while. Um, His name was Jeremy Kelly. And after a a series of events um, in which the relationship ended and then there um, were some stalking issues and um, uh, Rosemary actually filed a personal protection order against her ex-boyfriend, Jeremy. Um, Jeremy Kelly found Rosemary Riley while she was staying at a friend's home in Grand Rapids Mm. um, and shot her and then killed himself. Now, was he also a student at the university? He was, yes. Um, So the reason that we're talking about it now uh, is because Rosemary Riley's family has filed a lawsuit against um, some Ottawa County Sheriff's Office personnel as well as Grand Valley University's Grand Valley State University's police department members. Okay, so what are the key um, parts of the case in terms of what the lawsuit is claiming? So the lawsuit is basically claiming that um, Ottawa County Deputy Eric Tubergen and Sergeants Chris Dill and uh, Sergeant Dennis Luce, as well as then-Captain, now-Police Chief, Brandon DeHaan over at Grand Valley Police um, and his officer, Colin Wallace, basically didn't do enough to protect Rosemary Riley from Jeremy Kelly, specifically after the personal protection order was filed and approved by court. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't that because um, the PPO, that, that the killer, Jeremy Kelly, had violated the PPO? Correct, yeah. So quite a few times, actually. So um, something that is important to know in this case is um, Jeremy Kelly's father, who is now deceased, was a police officer on mm-hmm. the east side of the state. And in the lawsuit, the the family of Rosemary Riley is basically claiming that um, Jeremy Kelly had special privileges and received special treatment and exemptions because of his father's profession. It was kind of like a, you know, hey, my kid's a cop, you know, go easy on him kind of thing, conversations that yeah. were had. You mean my dad's a cop? Right. No, the the father actually contacted oh, okay. These, okay. these specific police officers. Okay. Okay. Um, so if we can just walk a little bit through the, sure. the timeline here. Yeah. So um, Rosemary Riley was, was murdered November 6, 2016. Mm-hmm. So kind of leading up to that, um, the two were at Grand Valley, and they broke up September 2016. They were actually living living together. Okay. Um, so September 2016, the relationship is over. Um, on October 5th, Jeremy Kelly was admitted to Holland Hospital for a suicide attempt. Mm. Um, and kind of after that point, things started to continue to unravel here. Um, he also was in possession of a firearm, at least one uh, handgun. So ho- uh, Holland Hospital, he's there October 5th. By October 7th, Rosemary Riley really doesn't want to live there anymore. She's staying at her friend's house in Grand Rapids. She has an aunt and uncle in the area. She's staying with them. Um, the next day, so October 8th, uh, but Ro- she's continuing to go to class. Correct. Right. Yeah. So the next day on October 8th, um, 
Rosemary Riley meets up with her mom, Pam Riley, for lunch. And uh, her mom realizes that, that Rosemary's nose is crooked. She's got, like, some facial bruising. She ends up taking her daughter to the hospital, and Rosemary has a broken nose, mm. um, which at that point she admits she had been hit and threatened by Jeremy Kelly mm. during an argument. No, she was a nursing student, too, wasn't she? She was, yeah. She was a nursing student, and she actually, at the time of her death, she um, had already been admitted to a couple of grad schools. Mm. Um, and she wanted to, to do some mission work in Haiti. Like, she, she had a plan. And, right. You know, she was a dean's list student, all, all of that. Right. Um, so once, once Rosemary Riley's family kind of realizes she's in trouble here and she needs some help, um, they, they try and move her out. They go and get some of her belongings, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they file a personal protection order on October 17th. Okay. So we're kind of like a month-ish in here. Um, between October 17th and October 22nd, Jeremy Kelly contacted Rosemary Riley 86 times. Oh, violating in five days. Right, violating that PPO. So that's Is sending... That f- phone calls? And- yeah, phone calls, voicemails, texts, sending her like um, emails to her like Grand Valley student email account, like all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, at this point, he is also stalking her on campus, which is a violation of the PPO as well. Okay, so like following her around. Yeah, following her around. There's a couple of mentions in the lawsuit of um, her like having to dart into different buildings to try and avoid him. Um, he would like find her car on campus, that kind of thing. Oh, that sounds scary. Yeah, super scary, and especially she's you know a young woman. By then, you know he's violated the PPO, um, and. The whole thing with Rosemary getting hit happens. So on October 28th, um, the Ottawa County Sheriff's Office issued an arrest warrant for Jeremy for a domestic violence charge. Okay. They mailed that warrant to his home. Um, so he wasn't immediately arrested or picked up by police, um, despite the fact that they knew he had firearms. So do you think, th- I mean, I know that this is just sort of... Um uh, you know, you're not you're not necessarily the ultimate authority, uh, and this is being hashed out in court. But, sure, but would that be normal protocol um, from what you know of covering law enforcement? It's not necessarily abnormal. Okay, but given the context of the case, like you can definitely kind of understand why that would be concerning. Right? Why to, wasn't there a sense of urgency? Sure, exactly. Right. Yeah, and and actually. So four days later, so now we're November 2, Grand Valley police issued a second arrest warrant for, for the stalking mm, charges. Okay. Um, and that also, um, he was not immediately picked up on that. So he's now violated a PPO, which is... Was he still on campus after that point as well that we know um, of? So part of the PPO was that he wasn't allowed on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously... Right, right. That he, wasn't he what was did, actually yeah. happening. Right. Um, so now we have two arrest warrants out for him, neither of which were immediately taken into action. Um, and then on November 6th, in the middle of the night, um, Jeremy finds Rosemary um, at a, a home, her friend's home she was staying at on Lake Drive Southeast in mm-hmm. Grand Rapids. Um, and he actually drags her out of the home like by her hair. And they're in the street, and he shoots Rosemary multiple times in the torso uh, with a 9 millimeter pistol, and then he shoots himself in the head. Mm-hmm. Now, was anybody else injured? Uh, the friend uh, at the residence was, Not, was, was she home at the time? She, yeah, I mean, it was the middle of the night, so they were, you know, just kind of right. sleeping. But as far as I know, those two were the only ones that were injured. Okay. So since then, um, the 
the federal lawsuit was filed um, in October of 2018. Okay. Is there um, any reason why it would take that amount of time to take that action? Is it is it just because of an investigation length of time, that kind of thing? I mean, it can. Um, in this particular instance, I, I've spoken with Pam Riley. This is Rosemary's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pam Riley was really deliberate in choosing a legal team that she felt comfortable with. Okay. And she, um, I mean, obviously there's also like grieving time for a family sure, yeah. in, of in course, there as well. Of course, that's not the first thing you think of. Right, right, right. So, I mean, like a year and a half is not, or two years is not necessarily out of the ordinary for mm-hmm. a case like this to be filed. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that, you know, something that, that Pam Riley wanted to make really clear to me when she was talking was that she knows that her daughter is deceased. I right. mean, you you know, no lawsuit is going to to bring her daughter of back. Of course, right. Um, but she feels really strongly that she raised her children to trust law enforcement and trust people, you know, in, in power and those that are supposed to take care of them. And she really feels like because Jeremy Kelly's dad was a cop and, you know, it was this weird kind of insider conversations happening, the lawsuit claims. Mm-hmm that the police didn't protect her daughter the best that they could. And, and she doesn't want that to happen to another family. She doesn't want, well, it sounds like they did everything that they could in terms of the tools that are available to people who would be in the situation. Do you mean that the the family did or well, that that Rosemary herself did by, you know, uh, notifying authorities. So taking out a PPO, moving out of the residence, distancing herself. But you know, there's a certain point where, um, she she still has a right to continue her education. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It sounds like a really tragic scenario. You you were telling me a little bit about how the uh, the families uh, the, the the Rileys and the Kellys actually have a little bit of history um, prior to the, the college days. Why don't right. you explain that a little bit to our listeners? Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Rosemary Riley's family, um, she has a little sister, and they um, fostered children. That was something that that Pam Riley said. You know, she loved seeing Rosemary taking care of the foster kids. Um, And at some point when the couple were in high school, um, Jeremy Kelly actually lived for for a time in the Riley household Mm -hmm. when there was some um, family strife, family drama going on um, with with the dad, the the police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so the families knew each other. They were familiar, you know, their kids dated, like they weren't, this was not right. Um, like a short term. Right. Thing. They knew each other for a long time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which kind of makes this whole thing more tragic. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, so at this point, um, Ottawa County has responded to the lawsuit and they've refuted a lot of these, these claims. Um, they're, you know, it's it's the county attorney's job to represent, you know, for for these three um, sheriff's office personnel. And they're they're basically saying that there there was no, um, you know, special treatment given to to Jeremy Kelly, that they're yes, they knew that his father was a, a police officer, but that, you know, it was kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the Grand Valley um, attorneys have not yet responded to the okay. lawsuit. Okay. So we don't have a, a full response from them yet, but that will be coming shortly. And they haven't actually uh, addressed the question of whether or not they felt that appropriate measures were taken. I'm assuming that that's probably because it'll be hashed out in the legal process. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of more of a, a trial question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, 
there are a couple of things that the the Riley family specifically are advocating for and asking for. So something that Pam Riley um, is really passionate about is she wants there to be some sort of investigation of how this happened, um, you know, why certain decisions were made. Um, and there is also a, a petition circulating online with about 150, 160 signatures mm -hmm. um, calling for the immediate um, firing of the three sheriff's office personnel. Okay. Um, I did reach out to Ottawa County Sheriff Steve Kemker and, and the county attorney, Doug Van Essen. Um, and Doug Van Essen responded saying that, you know, individual litigation is not um, grounds for dismissal sure. for, for right. a sheriff's office deputy. I mean, that's right. part of the job of being in law enforcement. Yeah. Um, Usually, they, even if those things happen, it's after the outcome of you know, if wrongdoing is determined right, by an agency. Right. right. So this is still in the ongoing process. Um, they did not directly address whether an, any sort of internal investigation was ongoing or had happened. I did ask mm -hmm. that question. Um, but, but Pam Riley really wanted to um, make sure that, that what happened to her daughter doesn't happen to someone else when it's on paper so preventable. Right. Now, isn't there another case in another state that had some a, a little bit of echoes of what this the some of the details in this case? Yeah, so uh, kind of recently, a, a young woman in Utah, same thing. She was a college student, and um, you know she had had uh, you know a restraining order, and there was an ongoing issue and, and that sort of thing. And she was shot, like mm. in, kind of in the same way. So that was something that actually Pam Riley mentioned when I talked to her was. She desperately wanted to reach out to that family mm -hmm. in Utah, and, and she, you know, after going through grieving her child and, and this process that she so desperately wanted her daughter's life to mean something sure. to not have this happen to another family. Right. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a fascinating case. What's next on the docket in terms of what the next legal step is. So this is a federal court case, which means this is going to kind of move at a snail's pace a little bit here. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically in the the process of filing this lawsuit, um, the Riley family's um, attorney uh, discovered that Sean Kelly, which is the father of, of Jeremy Kelly, who's also named in this lawsuit, is actually deceased. Right, yeah, that um, wasn't known when they filed it, No, right? it wasn't, yeah. yeah. Um, so... It, that slows it down a little bit because if you're suing someone that's dead, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's possible, but you're you're actually suing like their estate rather right. than their person. Right. Um, so in order to serve his estate, the estate had to be created first. Okay. Um, so they have until the end of March to to serve his estate with the lawsuit. So. Okay. We're still in the beginning stages here. Any sort of actual trial is at least a year out at okay. this point. So, but it all um, it all stays together, like the officers, the county, the the deceased father. They're all Correct. together in the same suit. Yeah. So, so the full list here is um, Pam Riley representing the estate of her daughter mm -hmm. um, is suing Ottawa County itself. Um, those three sheriff's office personnel, so um, Sergeants Luce, Sergeant Dill, and Deputy Tubergen, as well as um, Sean Kelly, the dad, and um, Chief Brandon DeHaan, and Grand Valley Police Officer Colin right. Wallace. So That's all those guys 
together. Yeah, right. that takes a lot of time to, to get through that many defendants. And exactly. then they each have to kind of rehash their part of, you know, whether or not they bear any responsibility. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. So this could take, yeah, quite a it long time. It could take a while, yeah. But yeah. Um, we'll, we'll be kind of checking in and um, continuing to talk to, to the Riley family. And, um, you know, they're, they're seeking both damages but also justice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they're looking for some sort of institutional change here, which is both long and difficult. Right. <laughs> so um, right. it's it's definitely an interesting case with, I think, a lot of um, kind of twists and turn, turns in terms of details and, and timeline of, you know, who talked to and what conversations were had and, right. um, you know, who said what in terms of, you know. And what the threshold for action is. Right, exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Okay, well... We look forward to seeing, you know, your future stories as you follow the case through the court system. Thanks. Thanks for doing all you do. Okay, with that, um, this has been another episode of From the Newsroom. Again, my name is Sarah Leach. I'm the editor, and we'll see you next time.